Thrive Suite Productions presents The Perception Veil. Do you believe there are dark forces at work in the world? If there are, these dark energies work mostly in the shadows, clinging to dark spaces. They exist on the periphery of our vision. And if you will allow, these forces weave a tapestry of enigmas with a needle of the unknown and the threads of the unexplained. Now, what happens when you meet this darkness face to face? Ah, but here's the rub. It's cloaked in a benign facade, feeding on our insecurities. It dares us to confront uncomfortable truths that lie just on the other side of the perception veil. Hey, and welcome back to the Perception Veil. Thanks for checking out this episode. If you have a moment after listening today, rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Tell your paranormal-loving friends and family members about it, too. There are links in the show notes, so... You can check those out while you listen. And just to get started today, this is my story. Look, I've been interested in the paranormal since I was a kid, like a lot of folks. But this story that I'm about to tell is the only time that I feel like I've come in contact with something that I simply cannot understand. On the surface, it may appear mostly normal, but it's those little underlying things that are not normal that make this a step or two beyond the perception veil for me. Now, if you would have asked me before this event or any time after this event, if I would ever pick up a hitchhiker, allow someone that I did not know to get in my car, I would have said, no, absolutely not. No friggin' way am I going to do that. And yet, when faced with that choice, I was so close to saying yes I don't use the word literally lightly. You can ask my kids. If I say literally, it's not hyperbole. But I was literally microseconds away from hitting the automatic door lock to unlock the doors to our car and allow strangers to get in with my wife and newborn child. I had my index finger on the button. I had made the decision to do it, but I didn't. And the reason that I didn't is because someone, something perhaps, stepped in and prevented me from making what I have come to realize would have been a terrible mistake. Now, to understand how I arrived at that point, I need to set the scene a little bit and then go back about 30 minutes before this happened. It was early 2002, and my wife and I were living in Greensboro, North Carolina, and we were new parents. Our son was born in August 2001, and this event happened on a Sunday. We were members of Holy Trinity Episcopal Church, which wasn't far from where we lived. On the warm Sundays of summer, we walked to church. But on this particular Sunday, it was cold enough that we decided to make the short drive. Holy Trinity is a beautiful church, and everybody we met was incredibly nice and warm and inviting. We felt at home there. The sermon on this particular day is important to the story, 
and one of the reasons I nearly unlocked our car. That day, the sermon was about helping others, seeking opportunities to reach out and provide a helping hand to those in need, be a good Samaritan. I don't remember any particular language or phrase from the sermon, but it certainly resonated with me and my wife. I'd say inspired is too much of a word for how the sermon made me feel. Maybe it activated something inside me to take those words to heart and find ways to help others. I didn't walk away from it with a glow of inspiration, but more like, yeah, we should do that. We were fortunate, blessed even. Both of us had jobs we enjoyed, a new child, a house in a great neighborhood, a future. So why not take the words to heart and look for ways to help someone in need? The church service ended and we made our way out, pausing to speak to the rector who delivered the sermon and let him know we enjoyed his words, said hello and spoke briefly to friends outside, and then went to our car. We put our child in his car seat and decided that we were going out to lunch at the K&W cafeteria at Friendly Center. My wife and I talked about the service as we pulled out and started in that direction. We took a left on West Fisher and pulled up to the light to make the right turn onto Battleground. It's two lanes going the same direction to make the forced right turn. We were waiting for the light to turn green in the right lane, second in line, when we both looked to our right, and there outside our car stood a man, a woman, and the woman was holding a child. Afterwards, when my wife and I were talking about this, neither of us remembers seeing these people walking. We didn't pass anybody. There's not a sidewalk on that side of the street, so if they had been there, we feel like we would have seen them as we pulled up to the light. We would have passed so close to them, it was, I don't know, it felt impossible that we could not have not seen them. And that was the first thing that hit my brain after we saw these folks standing outside our car. Where did these people come from? My wife, sitting in the passenger seat, rolled the window down a few inches to acknowledge them. I can't really describe these people, and maybe that's part of this too. There wasn't anything that stood out, nothing distinctive that would have been a big, giant red flag. It was a man around our age, early 30s, and behind him, his wife, about the same age, and she was holding a child in her arms. He said that he and his wife were just in an accident, as he pointed in the direction we had just come. We hadn't seen an accident, hadn't heard any sirens, and on top of that, why would you leave your car after it's been in an accident? The alarm bell in my head got loud. It's also important to note that he wasn't shouting. He was leaning down, talking in a normal voice as you would talk to someone who's a foot or two away from you. He then said that they needed to desperately get to the drugstore to pick up medicine for their child as he pointed in the direction we were going. Wait, what? That didn't make any sense. And that alarm bell and the rational part of my brain is really blaring at this point. But you have to understand the dynamics at play. The sermon we just heard. We're new parents, the woman holding the child in her arms. We understood a sick child and the need to get medicine to it as quickly as possible to ease that pain, bring on the comfort as quickly as possible. Plus, we were sitting at a traffic light waiting for it to turn green. We, we 
needed to make a decision quickly. We did hesitate. My wife and I looked at each other, and she asked me, What do you think? I don't know. Every rational part of me is screaming. This does not make any sense. None of it. But we had just heard less than 20 minutes before, look for those opportunities to help others in need. I moved my hand to the door to unlock it, to tell them the pile in the back seat where our child was sitting in his car seat. I was going to do it and was again microseconds from hitting that button when all of a sudden, off to our left, we heard, no, don't, don't do it. An older woman, I would say late 60s, early 70s, had opened her door, stepped out of her car, pointed at the man and shouted her warning. She wasn't looking at us, she was looking at him. There was a brief shouting match between them, something to the effect of him telling her to shut up and she responded with something else, but as clear as her first words had been, these words were not. I can't tell you what her additional words were. We talked about it later that day, but neither of us could remember. But that ended the shouting. She got back in her car, and then we both looked back to the right where the man and woman had been standing, and they weren't there. I looked in the rear view, the passenger side view. Where had they gone? I took a quick turn over my left shoulder. Didn't see them anywhere. And they had not continued on in the direction that they had pointed of the drugstore around the corner. Even though it's taken me a few minutes to paint this picture, this entire scene played out in about 20 seconds. And something you really have to understand, in order for this to make sense as something more than just an old woman butting into someone else's business, is that the woman was the first car stopped at the light in the left lane. We were the second car in the right lane. So, how could she really see what was going on with us? It, and if she did, it just could have been a guy asking us for a few dollars. Secondly, and this is the baffling part, how could she have heard the man's story? He wasn't shouting, and she's 40 feet away at an intersection of a relatively busy for a Sunday downtown. There's no way she could have heard what he had asked us to do. And third, why did she even take action at that moment? What was it that caused her to get out of her car and shout, no, don't do it? And the only thing that my wife and I can come up with, even more than 20 years later, is that woman was our guardian angel. Not a good Samaritan, not a regular human doing something above and beyond. I'm talking about an ethereal being here. And here's the last part of the event that really sealed it for us. That what had just transpired was beyond a rational explanation. The light turned green and the traffic flowed to the right. This part of battleground is one way, so we're both going in the same direction. And my thought now became, I have to see this woman. I want to flag this woman down and ask her so many questions. What just happened? How did you know? How did you hear? Why? Who are you? Now, the road opens up into several lanes, and the car that had been in front of us at the light moved over to the right pretty quickly, 
and I saw the woman's car moving on ahead of us. She had hit the gas and gone when that light turned green, but I had her in my sight, so I punched the accelerator in an attempt to catch up. Honestly, I, I just wanted to catch up, get a glimpse of her, and wave a thank you if nothing else. But she matched my speed and kept her distance. So this was not the stereotypical old lady driving her car slowly back home from church. She was doing well over the speed limit, and I couldn't catch her. I was hoping to get caught at another light and be able to acknowledge her. But she was now speeding away from me as if she did not want to be caught, did not want to explain anything, and then she crested a hill. We were just a few seconds behind her, and when we went over that same hill, we couldn't find her, couldn't see her car. She had vanished as well. Now, are there streets that she could have veered onto? taken a left turn on? Sure, several. But she would have had to slow down. And if she had slowed down to make a turn, we would have seen her. There weren't that many cars on the road that any congestion would have prevented us from seeing her turn. It really was like watching a video of a car driving ahead of you, but the footage is sped up at two or three times normal speed. But we had lost her and lost the opportunity to say thanks. So there we were, in our car, continuing on to lunch. We were stunned. We were both trying to put into words what had just happened as we continued on to the cafeteria, but we just couldn't do it. We, first off, we chastised ourselves for even considering opening the door for strangers. Strangers with a weird story. We were parents, for God's sake. We had an obligation to protect our child. Why would we have even considered for one moment opening the door to let strangers in? And we struggled with that for a long time. Heck, I still do. What was I thinking? In the past few years, when... I've become involved in telling other people's paranormal stories. I believe that we were close to something bad happening, something unthinkable. It is a horror trope, but it makes sense to me, and others who have sent me their encounters have also kind of conveyed this idea that true evil must be invited in. I don't understand the reason, but can't just barge in and take over. It's got to be invited. And so I believe this was an entity that was preying on our weakness. A lone person asking for a ride in this situation, we would not have even considered opening the door. But adding the woman holding a child played a nice little tune on our emotional heartstrings. And it brought down that resistance. I just finished Stephen King's Salem's Lot, and there's a short passage in that book that hit me like a hammer when I read it. In essence, King wrote that some knew, somewhere inside them, they just knew that letting the evil in wasn't right, but they did it anyway. Why? Because it's easier to open that door than to think that evil may actually exist. After reading that, I was finally able to put the why would I even consider unlocking that door into words. 
I didn't want to think that evil, true evil I'm talking about, existed in this world. I'm thankful I didn't unlock the door that day. I'm thankful for that person or presence or angel who stepped out of that car and confronted the evil that was standing beside our car that day. Now, if you choose to think there's a rational explanation to everything that happened, that's fine. If you think I'm making more out of it than actually is there, I'm okay with that too. Maybe there is, maybe I am. But neither my wife nor I can figure it out all these years later. Thanks again for listening to this episode and to my story. I'll have another episode for you next week. And hey, do you have a strange or paranormal, supernatural, a spooky, sasquatchy, perhaps a UFO alien story that you would like to share with us? I'd love to read it. And you can send it to theperceptionveil at gmail.com. Who knows? It may wind up on a future episode. Be well, and I'll see you on the other side of the veil soon. This has been a Thrive Suite production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.